Revival Explosion Ministries presents Faith Connection Church's podcast with Hermes Falco Jr. We always bring a message of faith and hope that will encourage your walk with God. Enjoy it. John chapter 15 and verse 1. If you're there, say amen. Amen. I got some wonderful testimonies that I'm going to share throughout the message, what the Lord has done. Amen. So, um, John chapter 15 and verse um, 1. Let's pray. Father, we ask you for your blessings upon this word. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you inspire every message that comes out of my mouth. I pray, Father, that you accomplish your purpose and your plan and you bless your people today in Jesus' name. And pray for um, the wisdom and the power of God to flow through this message in Jesus name amen um, Jesus is speaking here out of John chapter 15 verse 1 he says I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me I am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. I want to stop here for a second. And I don't know about you, but when I hear these verses, there's one word that sticks really and is highlighted really strongly when I hear when I, when I hear myself reading it and it's called abide do you realize that pattern Jesus all the time say abide in me and I in you and then he says if anyone does not abide in me he's cast out if you abide in me my words abide in you this word abide is always there why is it there because it's speaking about something that remains and it's not something that's temporary when you abide, it means that you stay there. You're, it's not, you don't, just don't pay a visit, right? If I'm talking abiding, I'm talking about someone that is living in some place, right? You don't use that word so much for uh, I'm abiding in my apartment. You don't use that way. But it has a sense of remaining. It has a sense of, of um, something that is there constantly and not temporarily. Does that make sense? It is something that is steadfast it is something that remains it is something that is constant and what I find it here is that Jesus is telling his disciples listen if you want to bear fruit in other words if you want to be effective in my kingdom you gotta not only hear my word once in a while or come into contact with me once now you gotta actually abide in me you gotta remain in me. You gotta allow my words to abide in you. You gotta, you gotta have a connection, a faith connection, amen, that is strong and that is constant. 
not just a one-time thing. We make altar calls for people where they come and they pray a prayer, and that's great. I totally believe in that, and I believe in receiving Jesus Christ and confessing Him unto salvation. But I also believe that the same people that prayed the prayer of salvation, they need to go in a process of learning how to abide and remain in the Lord. How many know what I'm talking about? Because some people, they pray one prayer, and I've met people like even in the streets where, where they pray a prayer, and they begin to live as they want, they begin to do things, whatever they want, and then you ask them, are you sure about your salvation or about your eternal life? And they're like, yeah, I prayed a prayer. And it is not just about praying a prayer. Praying a prayer is the beginning of it. It, is, it, it seals the deal as far as salvation, because the Bible says, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says that. And I understand that the thief on the cross, he had that moment and then he cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And what did the Lord say? Today you'll be with me in paradise. In other words, it is the act of faith in the heart that connects with the Lord for salvation. But when you begin, you're going to live your life here on the earth, you need to learn not only that you prayed one prayer, but you were connected with the Lord in a stable place. And one of the things that I see many Christians fail, as a pastor I see, is that people are not steadfast in their relationship with God. What do you mean by that, pastor? I mean that they come to church once, they pray one prayer, they believe, they praise God for one Sunday, but then they take a different route and they're not constant in their faith, they're not steadfast, they go into the world, do whatever they want to do, and then they wonder why it's not working out. You know why it's not working out? Because you got to learn how to abide in the Lord. Not just a one-time thing, it is a constant life of surrender to the Holy Spirit. In this Christian life, we got to learn to surrender on an everyday basis. What do I mean surrender? Surrender my will, surrender my temper, surrender my desires, surrender my desire for revenge, surrender, surrender uh, uh, things that are on our hearts uh, that need to change. And when you walk with the Lord, He will remind you of the things He has taught. And the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, He'll remind you of the things that Jesus said. And then I'm walking one way, but then I have a feeling about something that is wrong and then the Holy Spirit is going to say, hey, change that. If I abide in Him, He will make sure that you learn how to follow the conviction of the Spirit. How many ever felt the conviction of the Spirit when you're doing something? You're about to take a decision, you're about to do something, you're about to um, sign a contract, you're about to make a decision at your workplace, whatever it is, and then the Holy Spirit whispers on you like, no, don't do this. Have you ever felt that way? You know what is that? Because you abide in Him, He will lead you. If you make it, make it a choice and say, you know what, I'm going to abide in the Lord, there's no way He cannot lead you because he has a covenant with you. He has a, he has a, a commitment with you to lead you into all truth. So if you choose to abide in the Lord, 
there will be a result out of it. He compares it to a branch that is connected to the vine. A branch by itself cannot bear fruit. If you, if you cut a branch off and throw it on the floor, on the ground, it's not going to produce anything. But if the branch is connected to the vine, it bears fruit. Same thing with the Lord and us. The Bible says that the Lord is the vine and there's a life that flows from Him. The branch does not have life by itself. It has only life, only has life because it's connected to the vine. Same thing with us. Jesus is the vine. He said, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. So, and you, you and I are the branches. If we are connected to him, the same life that is in him will flow in us and through us. The same power, the same anointing, the same strength, the same desires, the same will will flow. That's why he said in this verse, look at this. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Why? Because when you're connected to the vine, the desires of Jesus will be your desires. And that's why you can ask him whatever you want and it shall be done for you because you're so intertwined with him you're so connected to him you're so one with him the Bible says what well, have been made one spirit of the lord you're so one with him that whatever he desires you desire and then you ask and he gives because you're going to ask him according to his desires isn't that awesome so some people say why does doesn't god answer my prayers why doesn't he answer what i ask of him in the book of james says Number one says, you have not because you ask not. But then it says, and then you have not because you ask with the wrong desire, wrong motives. So you ask things of him that are not really his will for your life. And then he knows that. And that's why you don't receive it. But if you are abiding in him and you connect it to his life, whatever he desires, you will desire. And then you're going to ask and he's going to give it to you. Now, that is a process for life. We got to learn how to yield to the Spirit. Number one, we got to make up our minds that nothing is more important than our relationship with God. I want to tell you this. Don't allow anything to distract your spiritual life with the Lord. Nothing is worth your life with God. No money in the world is worth your life with God no listen nothing in this world that you can think of is better than your relationship with God because your relationship with the Lord it should be number one priority in your life above everything else above your spouse but you know why because if, if your relationship with the Lord is right then your relationship with your spouse will be right because God loves marriage he loves family right um, your house is not uh, worth more, your, your cars, your material possessions, your money, um, your family, uh, your children. Because if your relationship with God is correct, then your relationship with your children will be correct. Everything will be... When you put your relationship with the Lord first, everything else becomes in line. Now, the, our problem is we want to fix everything else and then leave our relationship with God for, for the last part. And that's where we miss it. We've been, we've been seeing people, we've been seeing people that uh, 
they put everything else first everything else first oh you know my children my husband my wife my kids my um my job you know my dog my cat amen i've seen it and then we wonder why things are not working out for us and we say you know what i don't know why i'm not being blessed you know i know why you're not being blessed because you're not putting god first when he is your number one he'll make everything in line if he's truly your number one everything else will be in line the problem is we worry more about the other things and then we'll leave the lord for less the less of it all then or, or or the things of god when you put god first even above ministry he's more important than ministry amen hallelujah he's more important than preaching amen he's more important than the pulpit he's more important than the microphone i i, I want my relationship with him to be number one not ministry ministry should be a consequence of my relationship with god if i put ministry first then i'm gonna have trouble a lot of people have trouble because they put ministry first and then God is last I know it sounds a little bit of contradiction there how can you put ministry first and then God because you put the work you do for him above him and and I'm telling you like I've done it before oh you know it's so important doing this and doing that okay great what about God what about him and I Amen. No, it should be number one. So the problem with the, with the, with us sometimes is that we don't allow this life to flow in and through us because we're so worried about things. And when, if you read the parable of the sower, you're gonna find out that there's one seed that fell among thorns, and these thorns, Jesus said, it was the cares of this world. What is the cares of this world? It's not sin. Care, what, what are the cares of this world? What am I going to do with my life, my money, my future, my education, my family, my kids, my marriage, my this, my... These are good things that we should care about. But we should not allow these things to consume us because otherwise the seed that is in us will be suffocated. Does that make sense? So what happens to us is that sometimes we're suffocated by the cares of this world. And I'm telling you, I've been there. <laughs> it's not easy sometimes. But then you gotta, you gotta realize, now I gotta make it a point that my relationship with God is not affected by the cares of this world. Because if I care for Him, He'll care for all the things that are, are in my life. Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. What are all these things? All the cares of this world, all the things that people care for and about. If you put God first, He'll make everything line up and everything will be alright. He'll provide for you. He'll provide a place for you. He'll provide finances for you. He'll provide uh, 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 the right uh, partner for you, the, the right spouse. He'll provide for your marriage. He'll provide for your children and your children's children. He'll provide everything for you. If you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Amen. Now, speaking of this life, Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. 
so you'll be my disciples. Now the word disciple is someone who studies under somebody. A disciple is a student, right? When I say disciple of Christ, is there someone who studies about Christ and he studies with Christ in that regard because Christ is not a subject, he's a person, right? So a disciple of Christ is someone who spends time to get to know Christ. I don't want to produce here just people that know about church. I want people who know Christ. Amen? The problem with some people is that they're, they're raising people to know them, but not Christ. I want you to know Christ. I want you to know Jesus Christ. You know why? Because one day you may not be here anymore. You'll be in a different place, but you still know Him. And you still know His Word. And you still know what to do. That, you, that your connection, your faith connections with Christ. Number one. He said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. What does that mean? That I don't just hear the word once a week on Sunday morning. And think, you know what? I fulfilled my duty. I've done my part. But that I allow this word to actually abide in me. Say abide. Say like you mean it, abide. Abide is to, to take residence, to live with. That I'm allowing the Word of God to flow. That's, that's why Jesus was so effective. How many remember when He was tempted by the devil in the wilderness? How did He, he respond to that? Why? The Word abide, was abiding in Him. And so when the Word abides in you, it comes out of you. Amen. I've seen many Christians when something goes wrong, the first thing they do is they cuss. Right? Or, oh, you know, I, I, it happens with some Christians, right? But you know why? Because whatever is abiding there is not the word actually. It's something else. And whatever, when you're under pressure, what comes out of you will be what is in you actually. Does it, am I making sense? Whatever you're filled with is going to spill when you're under pressure. Let me say that again because that was good. Whatever you're filled with is going to overflow out of you under pressure. Under pressure, you'll know the real you. <laughs> Am I making sense this morning? When you're under pressure, whatever is in you is going to come out of you naturally that's why some people when they're in trouble they go oh, you know f this or whatever i've seen when people begin to cuss and begin to say you know why because that's in their heart it's just coming out of them because it's overflowing but if you're filled with the word the first thing is going to come out of your mouth when you're tempted by the devil the word is going to come out of your mouth because you're filled with it that's why jesus said it is written devil it is written and he knew what he was saying because he was familiar the word was abiding in him my question to you today is, is the word abiding in you? Or is it only a quick fix for um, 40 minutes on Sunday morning? Sometimes once a month or once a year on Easter and Christmas, twice. Easter and Christmas or Mother's Day as well. <laughs> you got special times for church. You got Easter, you got Christmas and you got Mother's Day. Some people attend church three times a year, Easter, Christmas, and Mother's Day. 
But I'm not just talking about church. I'm just talking about living a life that is connected to the vine. Hallelujah. You got to be connected. Say connected. I got to be connected on an everyday basis. You know, what does that mean? That I, I'm, when I'm connected with the vine, I got the same life that flows in him flows in me. I was at a conference in Brazil and this preacher, friend of mine, friend of ours, said, said something really interesting. When you hear about being the light of the world, usually you hear about behavior, right? Oh, be the light at your job. Be the light, uh, behave well. Have good manners. That's, that's being a light. No, that's not being a light. That's being polite. And even non-Christians can be polite. How many know some really nice non-Christians? Amen? Isn't that true? You don't need to be a Christian to be polite. You can just have some manners and learn at home. Have, have some good education and you can be polite. You don't need to be a Christian for that. I know a lot of non-Christians who are way more polite than many Christians. Am I speaking the truth? And nicer. Amen? Have nicer manners. Amen? Isn't that true? Am I the only one who thinks that? But then he was saying this. Being the light is not just behaving well because you're expected to do that. Being the light is allowing the very light of Christ, the very life of Christ to be so evident in you that it's not just good men, it's not just good behavior, it is the very power of God flowing through your life. And you're having this life from you and you're touching people with this life. Amen. I was preaching this last Sunday night in the glory of God and I was preaching about the life of heaven flowing in and through us and the interesting thing is this I did not make any altar call people started coming forward and my dad was there and said ask him what these people want because we, we did the service in English and Portuguese because we were filming and then he said what do you want and the guy said I want to receive Jesus so wait a minute, I didn't make any altar call. People who are not Christian, they were coming forward to receive Christ when I didn't ask for it. I want Jesus. And then, I'm not, I, and then people start coming crying to receive Christ. You know what is that? The life of God. Because when the life of God is in you, it flows through you naturally. You don't have to force it. You don't have to, uh, uh, um, how can I say it? Make it happen by manipulation or by suggestion. It comes out of you naturally. The gospel flows naturally. The power flows naturally. It doesn't have to be forced or manipulated. It is real. It is tangible. It is, it is, um, it is spontaneous. So you, you don't need any special thing to, to, to allow it to flow. You just need to be who you are and allow the life of God to flow through you. Amen. So people are coming. And then, and then I made an altar call. After people are already there crying to receive Jesus, okay, I'm gonna, I might as well just make an altar call for salvation right now. And then I made an altar call for salvation and so many people were there. And then I said, you know what? You might as well just be baptized in the Holy Ghost right now because you received Jesus, you received the Holy Spirit right away. And then we prayed and almost everybody got filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues for the first time. They came to receive Jesus and they got Jesus and they got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues for the very first time. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. And people are being healed. 
I, I, just, I, just, I just sensed the presence of God was there. I said, some people are being healed right now. And then I said, who is feeling God touching your body? Wave at me. All these hands were like, were like this. It was amazing. All these hands were waving. And then testimony after testimony after testimony was coming up. And then we couldn't have all the testimonies um, picked up at that time because of so many. Now, what is it? The life of God that flows. When you're connected to the vine, there will be a natural flow. What, what do you mean natural flow? Let me explain. When a branch is connected to a tree, the branch doesn't have to make an, a big effort to have the fruit come. That makes sense. There's no big effort for the branch. Oh my goodness, I have to produce this fruit. No, it flows naturally. Flows naturally. Whenever you find yourself struggling too much in a Christian walk, when you, oh my goodness, so hard to serve God, when you, it's because you're trying to produce the Christian life in your own strength. But when you just connect yourself with the life of God, it will be a natural flow of the life of heaven flowing through you. It will be natural to speak the truth. It will be natural to live holy. It will be natural to uh, pray. It will be natural to worship. It will be natural to give. It will be natural to do the things that you're supposed to do. Not because you have to. Because it is who you are. Come on somebody. Does that make, am, I, am I making any sense this morning? Or oh, you guys are too tired with the one hour difference. <laughs> are you awake? Amen. When, let me say that again. Whenever you find yourself having trouble in your Christian walk, it's because there's a connection problem. What does that mean? If I have a bad connection with a plug, there's, in the sound system, there's usually some kind of interference. How many have ever experienced that? It may not be a sound tech, but you know when that happens, everybody notices. There's a bad connection. But... When you fix a connection, the sound flows smoothly. Same thing with our Christian walk. Whenever we find ourselves, man, it's so hard to give. It's so hard to pray. It's so hard to worship. Sometimes you are in a, in a church service and you got to push people to worship because they're like in another zone. They're there physically, but their spirit, their mind is not there. Right? Have you, ever, have you ever felt that way? That you were there, but you're not really there. Just your body was there. Amen? And so, when that happens, what, is, what does that mean? There's a, there's a connection issue. There's a connection problem that needs to be fixed. Because Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. In other words, it's going to be a natural flow. The Christian life is not you trying to live for God. Let me say that again. The Christian life is not you trying to live for God. But I thought it was meant to live for God. No. You're supposed to let God live in you and through you. The true Christian life is not you living for God. The true Christian life is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is Christ living in you. His life, His power, His strength, His anointing. And when you allow Him to flow in and through, everything else becomes easier. It's not a burden to pray because you love to pray because Christ is in you and His life is flowing through you. It is not a burden to do things for God because He is in you and He's flowing through you easily. Amen? Whenever you find yourself tired in a Christian walk, there's a connection problem. 
the problem is always, 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 always on our end. Oh, I got this problem. I don't know why God. No, listen. Number one is you. If you're looking for a problem, don't look, don't look for the problem in God. Look for the problem in you. Because the, it is not, it's not with God. The, the problem is not with God. The problem is always with us. He's perfect. I don't know what I'm talking about. So if you're looking for a problem in the equation, look for your side of the equation, not his. <laughs> Amen? Don't look for the problem in God. You won't find it because he's got none. Amen? He's perfect all by himself. Now, when there's a connection issue, the, the connection problem is with us. Where's my heart connected or wired in a wrong way that I'm not receiving the flow of heaven? Not receiving the life that comes from him? Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus said to get his his burden is easy and his yoke is what? Is heavy? My burden is very heavy. No, my burden is easy. And my yoke is? Well, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm carrying a heavy burden. Well, that's not his. It's not Jesus. <laughs> it's our problem. It's our connection that is wrong. Because his burden is easy and his yoke is? Jesus wants his life to be in so in you and his word so in you that it will not be a burden for you. He will live his life through you. But it is a matter of surrender. How willing are you to surrender your own life to do his will? Are you willing? What is the, what is the price? Sometimes he'll ask you things that you don't want to do. But if you say, Lord, here I am. I just give you my heart. I just give you my desires. I want what you want. Let my dreams be your dreams. And I'm not just talking about a romantic type of thing. I'm talking about an actual uh, decision. Living for Christ is not, uh, not just about romantic feelings. It's about an actual decision on your heart and your mind. You're conscious about that. You're not just like being romantic about it. Does, it, does that make sense? Because some people are so like dreamers, romantic, but whenever the first problem comes, they just quit. I'm going to serve the Lord for all my life. I'm going to evolve to Him. Okay, the first problem they encounter, they just quit. <laughs> I heard the story of a young man uh, the other day. He was looking to do Bible school and uh, he got a scholarship. And, and the preacher told him, I'm, I'm going to pay everything for you, um, but you got to fill out the form and you got to, there's only, th only one thing that you need to do. You need, um, you need a, a deposit, but it has to go through a credit card for $50. And then, and then the guy said, but I don't have a credit card. And he said, but you need, you need someone's credit card. Just get your parents, just get your whoever it is and, and put this $50 on there. And he says, I'm going to quit because I don't have a credit card. I said, wait a minute. You got everything paid for and you're going to quit Bible school because you don't want to, 
you know, go, go through a challenge of getting $50 on a credit card? How can that be? And the guy just quit because he didn't want to have anything that he had to do. So people sometimes they expect everything in their lives to be handed to them on a silver platter. Amen. And the first challenge they have, they just want to quit and they don't do anything else. So, so many people are like that in, our, in their Christian lives. They, oh, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And the first little challenge they encounter, they just throw in the towel. But if you abide in the Lord, His Word abide in you, you're going to be like, you're going to be like a pit bull dog. You're going to grab on the promise and you're say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not the one the ones that put my hand on the plow and look back I'm going forward there's no room to go back there's no room in the past anymore for me I'm only moving forward the people of God are the ones who move forward they're not going back they're not uh, uh, stopping and, and going into the past they're moving forward there's nothing backwards only forward that's why the Apostle Paul said I'm forgetting the things which are behind me and I'm pressing on for the prize that is before me there's nothing back there move forward stagger neighbor move forward <laughs> move forward there's nothing there uh, the, actually the Bible says that if you move back he's not pleased with you his soul is not pleased with you we're not of the ones who who, who shrink back that's the word we're not the ones who are those who shrink back because if we do so, his soul is not pleased with us. So, allowing the life of Jesus to live in and through us, it takes one thing, surrender. 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 Just tell your neighbor, surrender. Surrender. Surrender your desires. Surrender your emotions. Surrender your opinion sometimes. Tell me what. Human beings are the most opinionated people, <laughs> or, or opinionated uh, creatures. That, that I should say that way, because I mean, of course, we're the only ones who have opinions. Because all the other creation, they don't have really opinions. They don't think like that. But we are full of opinions. Everybody's got an opinion. Amen. Everybody has an opinion about something. If I if I go through this room and ask about any topic of society, you're gonna have an opinion about it. Everybody's gonna have one. Yeah. I mean, I, everything, everywhere you go, we're going to find opinions. But sometimes I got to surrender my opinion to the Word of God. Amen? Now, if I'm a Christian, and if I claim to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, someone who studies about Jesus Christ, then I got to make His Word my opinion. I got to surrender my own opinion about it, about the issues of life, and I got to surrender to what the Bible says. That's why I tell people I don't preach my opinion, because my opinion will lead you nowhere. I preach the Word of God, because the Word of God will lead you into all truth. If I preach to you, my opinion just throw it away, and don't listen to me. But if I preach the Word of God to you, you have to listen to it, because it's by the authority of the Word of God. If I show you in the Word of God, and if it is proven in the Word, then you better believe it, if you're a Christian. Amen? I've seen people who are, are, who are very shy where, where, where the Bible says. Very, very shy. I was, uh, I mentioned the other day about the issue of abortion in, in New York. How many heard the law that passed on New York? That you can abort a baby, even if it is uh, nine months, right? How many, how many believe this is a terrible thing? I mean, 
Are you ashamed to say it's terrible? Because it is terrible. It's, a, it, it's, it's murder. It's basically it. There, there's no way to, you know, try, oh, you know. But I've seen ministers that they are so shy about what the Bible says. They're so shy about speaking the truth. I heard one minister say, oh, we got to understand their side. No. There's nothing to understand about murder. There's nothing to understand about killing babies. There's nothing to understand about, about a crime. It's the same thing of saying someone killed somebody. I'm like, you got to understand them. No. You gotta, they, have, they have their reasons for it. We got to talk. And it is not simple like that. Well, the Bible... There are some things in the Bible, listen to me, there are some things in the Bible that you can debate about. Sure. Not everything is like black and white and not everything is like real easy. But there are some things that are real easy in the Bible. It is yes, it's a sin. No, it's not. Simple like that. And so we make it complicated when, you're, we're, when we want to please everybody else. And we're afraid of losing people. Amen. We're afraid of losing members. We're afraid of lose, losing tithes and offerings. We're afraid of losing revenue. We're afraid of losing popularity. Then what we, what we do? Oh, you know, we just got to accommodate. Accommodate those who believe the book and those who don't. And we got to make every, everybody, you know, just be nice and don't speak the truth. No, if you want to live with the life of heaven, and the life of Jesus flowing in you. You got to stand for what Jesus stands for. The last things I want to say before we pray. If you want the life of heaven flowing in and through you, you got to stand for what he stands for. If he stands for life, if he stands for truth, if he stands for holiness, I got to stand up for it. If I don't, the Holy Spirit will not back me up. I may have a pulpit. I may have a microphone in my hand. I may even have people listening to me. But He will not be pleased with me. So you, you, you may have the whole world with you. But if God's not pleased with you, you're nothing. I got everybody so and so is backing me up. So what? If Jesus is not backing you up, I don't want anybody backing me up. Amen? Because at the end of the day, his opinion is the one that really matters. At the end of the day, his opinion is the one that we need to respond to. When you close your eyes, listen to me, you're going to face the Lord and you're going to respond for Him about your life. Period. No one will be with you. No church member, no pastor, no friend, not even your spouse, nobody. You and God. The, the Apostle Paul said that we, we shall respond to the Lord individually. One, each one individually will respond to the Lord about the things we've done in the body here on the earth. What did you do with the gifts and the life, the talents and everything else he gave you? We'll respond for that. So, I got to realize, at the end of the day, his opinion is the most important. If I have the whole world for me, but God is against me, I'm, 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 I'm nothing. I'm in trouble.
But if the whole world is against me and God is for me, then I got everything because his opinion, he is the judge. He is the one. His opinion truly matters. Amen. So if I, if I want to be connected, how can I be connected? I got to be connected through the word. How is it? I believe in what the Bible says from Genesis to Revelation. I stand in what it says. I believe Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. Amen. I believe the Bible is the, the whole word of God. is inspired by the Holy Spirit from beginning to end. I believe in what the Bible says about life. I believe the Bible says about marriage. I believe in the Bible says about the issues of life. I believe in the Bible says about eternity. I believe the Bible says about heaven and hell. I'm standing for it. If you're not standing for these very things, don't expect his life to flow through you because there'll be a connection problem. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And the problem is this. The problem is we got people who have no basis of faith, who don't be truly believe the Bible is the true word of God. We, don't, we have sometimes pastors who don't believe that Jesus was born out of a virgin and they're in ministry. How can that be? No, it's not possible, Hermes. You're wrong. No, I'm not. Go to Barna Research Group and check it out. Amen. And I'm not here to bash any minister whatsoever. I'm here to say, you and I must learn how to stand for what Jesus stands for. Amen. It's not about be, uh, being politically correct. It is not about being a Republican or Democrat. I'm telling you what, it is not even about any political party whatsoever. Now, if, if the Republicans begin to believe something that against the Bible, I'm going to be against them. If the Democrats are believing something that is against the Bible, I'm going to be against them because my first commitment is the Word of God. You got to make it, make it a point. Your first commitment should be always the Word of God. Always. It is not about political parties or about presidents or about people. It is about the Word of God. If you make it a point that you believe the Word of God first and you stand what Jesus stands for, then Jesus will back you up. I'm almost done and I'm for real. When I say I'm almost done, you gotta give a break or 15 minutes. <laughs> but listen to me. I um, learn if I preach the word, the Holy Spirit is gonna confirm it. If I don't preach the word, he has no business confirming anything because he's not committed to my opinion, he's committed to his word. The Bible says, and they went everywhere preaching the word and the Lord confirmed the word that was preached with signs and wonders following. Why? Because they preach the word, not what they think. If I preach the word, signs will confirm the word. We just saw this in Brazil this whole week. Preaching the word, signs were confirming. Signs were confirming. I, I prayed for one lady, she couldn't hear out of the right ear because she had a cyst preventing. For 10 years, I prayed for her. She could hear right away, perfectly. I told her, go, go and check with the doctor. I believe the cyst is gone because she couldn't hear anything. Her ear popped open completely. We had lumps disappearing, tumors disappearing out of people's bodies. We had deaf people hearing. We, have, we had people that were in, in terrible diseases and, and they were healed just like that. Why? Because Jesus comes to confirm the word. The Holy Spirit comes to testify of the word. 
Now to stand, to stand and stamp the word and confirm with signs and wonders that follow the word. Close your eyes for a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. connect with the Holy Spirit right now just take a moment and ask him that you want his life to flow ask Lord I don't want to live this Christian life on my own because it's, it's it, actually it's impossible I, I can't do this I can't forgive people you know why because in the natural we cannot forgive anybody forgiveness is a gift that comes from heaven and it flows through the Holy Spirit I cannot pray on my own because my flesh does not like prayer. I cannot worship. My flesh does not like worship. Everything we're trying to do in the flesh is not fruitful because <laughs> we're meant to function in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to share with your friends. The Ministry of World Evangelism in the Nations and Building of the Local Church is made possible by generous contributions of friends and partners. We highly encourage you to give a love offering or partner with us monthly at www.revivalexplosion.com. Please send us your prayer request to office at revivalexplosion.com. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts. God bless you.